0: Here's an unfashionable fact for you. Men are mostly stronger than women. I feel a degree of uncomfortability saying that in in the world we live in, but... I'm here to tell the truth to you the best I can. And that is the truth. Here's another one or another sweeping generalisation that I'm about to make. Boys become men. Could even say that part of that transition from boyhood to manhood is a realisation that you as a man are stronger than most women you come across this isn't really the case with boys and girls, at least young boys and girls, that the body differential is is narrower. A lot narrower than it becomes during teenage years, adolescence, and then certainly into adulthood. In general terms, men are stronger than women. Which is not to say, of course, that all men are stronger than all women there's lots of women that are stronger than lots of men i trained with several of them and I've been thinking of a few females that would fuck up the lives of most men I know the shift has just come off an interesting case study of what happens when that power, if we can call it a power, let's call it a power that power uh, arrives in the hands of a young male and they they learn it can be wielded to abuse or it can be wielded to advance their position within the family unit I've dealt with it. 12-year-old boy who has learned by experimentation that he is the strongest person in his household. He cannot be controlled physically. He's also discovered that he has a greater propensity for aggression and violence anyone else in his household, his younger siblings and his mother are way less violent than he is. They're nowhere near as strong and they're nowhere near as willing to engage in violence as he is. It's a bizarre thing to see that the the typical flags of controlling coercive behaviour start pinging up within a conversation about a 12 year old child. This particular 12 year old child, he's realising over the last few years he has realised that he can exert that coercion and control over particularly his mother and there is there's no recourse, there's no one to stop him Uh, he can say things to his mother like uh, you don't you don't date anyone you don't socialise with anyone unless I approve them and this kid really means it I'm not going to discuss his methods of enforcement but trust me when I say these, these are not empty threats he's making, he really means you don't socialise with anyone, you don't see anyone, you don't move through the world without my permission. Scary thing to look at a 12 year old and see that this is... This is what he has become. He's even learnt that the police are severely limited in what they can do to him. He's he's actually to some degree weaponised his own age. He knows that we as an organisation are going to fight not to lift him and it's it's brought on top of the uh, the control and the abuse a kind of smugness uh, which is a whole different a whole different level of malice when when and someone who has done wrong is in the presence of those who might in other circumstances have the power to to reprimand him but are, are unable to do so because of the specific environment in which this this offence this, this series of offences is being conducted within he knows that we aren't going to get a little boy past the Custody Bridge, which presents a real problem, it's a serious problem that we ought to think about. think maybe the best way to think about it, at least to begin with, would be to step back from this specific instance and explore why this is rare, why this is un- uncommon. Uh, I, I, in fact, have never come across uh, this level of calculation by a child of 12 years old. So why doesn't this occur? Why why is this the first instance that I and my colleague have seen of this? Other jobs are not like that, are they? You go to domestics or a pub fight or a breach of the peace, they're, they're a dime a dozen. You're essentially dealing with with this, a variant of the same person from the previous evening. Well, I think I think the wrong way to look at it is to say, Well, when other twelve year olds do this, it's dealt with in a different way. It's more severely punished, they're educated out of it. Uh, they are uh, they are dealt with differently by by police the truth is twelve year olds don't ordinarily present this type of behaviour and that's because the the germation of these of this kind of abuse He's never allowed to prosper, or is rarely allowed to, to prosper. The, the antecedents of this young man's behaviour are in the main quashed in their early stages by the family unit, generally by the by the parents, or whoever has guardianship of that young person. So to give an example within my own family when I see my young children doing something that is immoral or or unethical, it's strongly challenged, uh, the the wrongdoing is explained and you force upon the child a requirement to apologise. And communicate to that, that child that whilst you maintain this behaviour your place within our family unit within this tribe uh, is suspended we don't have that here uh, so for the age of my children that, that's what the naughty step does take that child to the naughty step and say until you, until you agree in your own infantile way to desist in what you've just been doing, you don't go back into the living room and you're not allowed to be around your mother and your brother because I, as the father, or if it's my wife, me as the mother, I don't tolerate the treatment of that kind. I don't, sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't tolerate my family being treated that way by anyone, even somebody within this family. In fact, when somebody in this family treat somebody that way, their membership of this family can, if that behaviour persists, be called into question. Now, of course, we don't use this kind of language with young children. We say things like, that was wrong, you need to apologise, you need to say sorry, you need to give them a cuddle and a kiss and say, didn't mean it, whatever. You're going to, of course... Dress the the ethos of the moment in in uh, uh, linguistic clothing that's applicable to to the ages and the situation at hand. the the point here is that there is a communication to that child that is is very plain and, and incredibly simple. We do not do that here. And because this this corrective mechanism is intervening as soon as, or as close to as soon as, the behaviour manifests itself, the behaviour is never allowed the, the space to evolve. We don't tolerate any escalation because we don't tolerate the first instance. This is how most families function. Now, because of our bias sample, we we know that there are lots of families, a worrying percentage percentage of families, that don't function. And it seems to me that uh, they don't function because That corrective system has at some point failed. What's interesting about this 12 year old is it's failed at a really early age, and that failure has given an unusual rapidity to the conversion of this individual from a child to. listening to the accounts of his family and what he's doing to them to some kind of monstrous entity uh, that, that, that might seem like uh, uh, verbose vernacular but this kid is threatening to stab everyone in their sleep uh, and is routinely assaulting every single member of the family has become a, a, a monstrous force for his for his mother and his and his siblings. what's important to recognise with this young person is it centres around that observation I made at the opening that he as a male has physical power and dominion over the people he lives with. He lives with younger males that are less physically strong than him, and females who are, who are, who are equally so. That, that power that he has, that, that most males have over, Jesus Christ, big bump on the road, that most males have over most females that they, we, interact with, needs to be managed responsibly. Are oh, you fucking kidding me? I need to get fuel in here. Oh, no, I don't, do I? I just need milk. I do fuel. There we go, that'll do. Um, uh, I'll wrap this up in a second. I just got to pop into the shop. How can you not have milk in a petrol station? Fucking liability. stop again now. Uh, I shall spare you my tales of woe. There you go. Go on, girl. Uy. Right. Where were we? Did he just catch up with my thoughts? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. What, what this young, what this young male has failed to understand is that there's a there's a power and responsibility trade off with with that that physical advantage uh, he has in the world over um, most of the females that, that he'll interact with now when we use the word world with reference to this little kid his world is very small it's just his, just his home, really. Uh, he's got school, of course, but shock horror. He's very infrequently there. So his world is, is his home address, and, and there he has that physical dominion. that this the trade off that, that is present between uh, the power and responsibility of, of having having that physical power as a as a man uh, is perhaps best explained by somebody who is also in possession of that power differential. Namely, a man. This is something that I feel better place to communicate communi- <laughs> communicate to our children than my wife. Uh, uh, my wife doesn't know what it's like to have a uh, physical advantage over lots of people, perhaps 50% of the people that she interacts with. She doesn't know from a first-hand experience what it's like to be in a situation where you're you're having a, a disagreement, an altercation, a difference of opinion with somebody that you th- about ab- about whom uh, you can rightly think in your head I could smash you to pieces I shouldn't do it because there are moral consequences to that as well as social legal ones but I could do that I could do that person X who's interacting with me, who I know is physically weaker than me, Uh, I could just smash him into a thousand pieces here and now and to hell the consequences and that might teach you in the future to disagree with me. These thoughts, trust me if you're surprised by this, uh, these thoughts Do occur to men, particularly young men. Get into an interesting territory here because uh, there is a there is a oh bloody mic slipped down two seconds. Sorry, sound horrible. There is a fashionable trend at the moment. Says that this is this is where the uh, the immorality really occurs in, in that thought. Uh, it is by the thought uh, of that kind that that we should indict men. Uh, it is by that measure that we should find them to be evil. That is absolute nonsense. Uh, and it, when when somebody conveys this kind of assertion. Uh, They are conveying their uh, their total ignorance of uh, of well not only of human psychology but also of uh, of moral theory. It is a it is a first principle of ethics might be a better word. You do not punish thoughts. that is a it's difficult to overstate the danger of that suggestion you do not punish thoughts it is actions that count Batman has that exactly right when he's up there on that building and um, What's her face. Rachel is there and he says to her it's not who I am underneath it's what I do that defines me. That is precisely right. It is our actions that define us. It is our actions by which we can be judged. We often don't choose our thoughts and that thought, the smash this person into oblivion in this moment and they would have no recourse to stop my course of action. That thought, trust me, is involuntary. Now, we have to explain to young people, particularly young men, maybe even exclusively young men, why why it is reckless and immoral uh, to yield to that that type of thought, that that type of inclination, and I feel that this uh, this education, this, this 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 impartment of knowledge, is uh, is best is best achieved by somebody who has themselves been subject to thoughts of that kind, namely man now that is entirely absent from this young person's life um, and the problem with that is well firstly it's an enormous problem for his immediate family because they're living under the, the oppression of this 12 year old monstrosity and second to that um, he has completely lost his proxy for the world see that that is what parenthood it seems to me as what family really is uh, it's there to serve as a proxy for the world so big bad world, there are big bad consequences for what you do and what you don't do. In fact, the world doesn't really give a shit what you say or what you think or what you feel. Uh, It cares about, it responds to, it rewards you for and punishes you for that which you do, the actions you take. This individual um, is performing in a way that will render him immobilised by our society because of the action he takes because we shall conclude uh, when he is fully loosed upon the world you are, sorry i got to move the mic again two uh, you are either too much of a fucking liability or the extreme end you are too dangerous to to walk among us and we will we will shepherd him off somewhere uh, so that we uh, civilised folk don't have to deal with this person and by that point of course it's all it's all too late because what, what he's, he's failing to realise what he's his social model at present is, is failing to teach him is that if you if you live in a way where you uh, abuse your physical power over, over people that you, you meet and interact with, the, the wide world will not tolerate this. Unfortunately, by the time this young individual gets there, he will have he will have solidified this uh, this method of living uh, as as his only method. He'll have no other way to be, and in all likelihood, he'll keep trying to uh, deploy his Established technique, uh, that of, of physical force, uh, of abuse, of coercion, of control. We'll keep trying to do that uh, to environments that simply won't, seconds, that simply won't tolerate him. what's worth noting for us uh, as officers in these situations is uh, our own impotence that that was the uh, the feeling that took hold for me and my colleague we're standing in the hallway having our sort of street briefing about the way we're going to play this and keep coming back to the same thing It's not an awful lot we can do here, we put some some mitigation in place and of course we'll make all the necessary referrals but we, uh, the police force uh, the, the force wielding extension of the state, we are a, a blunt instrument to deal with this this situation that requires a surgical response and this is why I remind I return to that that theme. I suppose this is this is the point of this conversation with you guys today. Is that um, too often we are we are called to remedy that which is the responsibility of the family. This is why I would place family above all else. Family is the uh, the ultimate of a healthy society. The state can't do it. It's too big, too bulky, too blunt, uh, too, too absent of nuance to deal with this issue. When the family unit fails in this way, and I'm not, I'm not pointing the blame at anyone in this family, this is a this is a complicated situation. Uh, but the fact is, this this family has collapsed. Uh, it is now a ruin of what it what it might have been in the past, and uh, and at his head is this infantile monster that is himself naively bounding towards a, uh, a dark and sinister future that will be largely comprised of a, a wasted human life and until he moves further down that chronology the police will be powerless to deal with him, which is to say the, the state will be powerless to deal with him uh, and when we do begin to deal with him we will deal with him we will attempt to contain him uh, and restrain his effect on the world we we will not make serious efforts to rehabilitate this person because the the sad truth is that re- that rehabilitation is not possible he will in in my uh, my estimation, he will live a life where he is contained by police. He will probably do time on and off. uh, We will we will shepherd him away from the people he seeks to to control and coerce and abuse in other ways, as best we can for as long as we can. And that is how that is how his the years of his life will roll on until rolling stops. It is only family that has the that has the nuance that has the, the surgical instruments to deal with problems of this magnitude and the perhaps tragic observation here is that this young man is probably outside uh, the scope of correction for for his family. The, The correction in all likelihood would have needed to have been made years ago. Now we are we are simply too far down the road. The uh, the evolution of this monstrous boy is too pronounced to be undone. It, it, this is a sad and gloomy fact to uh, to contemplate, but but it is it is I think the truth. And I think I said earlier that is my that is my first obligation here to, uh, to tell the truth with, with zero desire for appeasement of of anyone I simply want to uh, to tell the truth through uh, as I think the title of the or the description title of the uh, of the podcast indicates to, to discuss the human animal in all its darkness and glory, such as is revealed to the copper, we have a uh, we have a unique insight into uh, the inner workings and the inner failings of our of our of our great civilization on this island, and I think that that perspective, that that position that we occupy, it. it Presents a fertile dynamic for for learning and for for extrapolation and for um, and for the improvement of our wider society, if not for the uh, individual cases within the for the individual people within the individual cases that we that we deal with. That is it for today, my friends. I will chat to you soon. Uh, be good. Look after each other. You know where I am on. Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Be good. Take care.